what is going on everybody? What is good? And welcome back to the Hostile Environment Podcast. Happy fucking Monday. And boy, what an amazing Monday it actually is. Talk about amazing weather. Holy shit, it is gorgeous outside. Myself, this morning, I had the distinct pleasure of driving my little one and a couple of her friends up to Canada's Wonderland so she can spend the day out there. Um, Which, by the way, in case you were wondering, does now have a rolling vaccination bus sitting outside the parking lot of Canada's Wonderland, courtesy of the province of Ontario. It's called the COVID-19 Mobile Vaccination Bus Clinic. Try getting that on a t-shirt. And so before you get on a roller coaster of death and possibly take your life into your own hands... Please feel free to, you know, get vaccinated on a, uh, a party bus that's sitting in the parking lot. And then when you're done that, you can go into Canada's Wonderland, grab yourself a $22 funnel cake or like a $16 slice of pizza. And then, you know, uh, fucking the world's your oyster sort of thing. So enjoy Wonderland. How was your weekend, boys and girls? Did you do anything? Did you enjoy some more great weather? I mean, fucking fantastic weekend. Myself, um, on Saturday, I spent four or five hours on Saturday with my buddy Nick, who is actually looking for houses out here in the Pickering-Durham area, Uh, and who the fuck wouldn't be, who the fuck doesn't want to get out of Toronto right now? What's going on there is just ridiculous. Um, Saturday morning, in case you guys haven't heard, there was uh, two people shot, and now two others are fighting for their lives at the hospital. After a, I think it was 6 a.m., there was a shooting outside of Kensington Market. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, I haven't been in Toronto in quite some time as far as, like, spending the day down there or anything like that. But I was under the impression that Kensington Market was, like, the hipster area. Um, and now, all of a sudden, there's shootings going on. I mean, I, I understand shootings can happen anywhere. But um, I just wouldn't have pegged it around the Kensington Market area. So, maybe that's a bad area now. and I, I don't know anymore. I don't know the areas anymore. But the, the thing is, Nick actually doesn't live far from Kensington Market, and he actually goes there quite a bit because he's kind of like a fruit, and uh, he likes to buy, like, organic this and fucking, you know, special teas and fucking specially branded coffees and all this stuff. So he's always down there, so he doesn't want to be involved in that with his kid and his wife, and, you know, who the hell wouldn't? And then, so like I said, he's not far from Kensington Market, but he's also not far from Parkdale, which everyone knows is a shit area. But he actually lives on the other side, which is actually very nice. And there's some big money houses out there. He lives there right now. But 15 minutes away from him is, is Parkdale, not even 15 minutes. And right now, there's this fucking asshole, this white dude, who is running around, uh, knocking on windows of apartments and houses and shit. And of course, at that point, after he knocks on the windows, the next best thing is to whip your hammer out and start jerking off. So this guy is literally doing that. Um, So he jerks off in front of the windows when you're staring at him, and then he takes off. He's done this apparently 12 to 14 times already since July 24th, and it doesn't look to be slowing down. And in my opinion, I would think this guy also, I mean, let's not even talk about the size of his wiener. Let's talk about the size of his balls. Because to go along with his wiener, um, jerking off in Parkdale is one of the last places I would want to do anything like that if I was good, if, I was in, if that was my bag, right? I mean, uh, knocking on windows and jerking off, dude, you knock on the wrong fucking window down there and you're getting shot or you're at least getting beaten half to death 
Not to mention, have you guys seen the women who live in Parkdale? Oh my god. I mean, it probably doesn't even bother most of these women. They, you know, you knock on the window, they probably just keep watching Maury Povich and scratching lottery tickets. They probably don't even give a shit. But my point is not only, you know, is Toronto becoming seriously, you know, unaffordable and, and shit like that, but it's also getting more and more dangerous. So Nick wants to get out, and I'm doing everything I can to get Nick and his family out here, not just for the safety of his family or, you know, shit like that, but also so that him and I can start having playdates because I'm getting pretty fucking bored out here. So that was my Saturday. Uh, you know, I did my work, of course. So other than taking this Nick house hunting, um, you know, I had to work Saturday and Sunday as I do. And of course, uh, it was a fucking uh, nightmare because the Don Valley Parkway was closed all weekend. So I was forced to take Eglinton all the way to work. And everybody who lives in Toronto knows that because of this stupid train or streetcar or gimmick, whatever the, whatever they're building, that's already way over budget and very late and nobody actually asked for this or wanted this in the first place. Um, but it, this fucking horrible situation has made traffic along Eglinton um, absolutely horrible for well over a year now. Like, you, you just stay away the fuck away from Eglinton. It might even be two years. I, I know it's been quite a while. So, driving home on Saturday afternoon, coming trying to get home, I learned a very valuable lesson. And I'm going to pass this knowledge on to you now. This is what I learned. Uh, no matter how smart you think you are, no matter what side street or detour or, or, or driving maneuver that you pull off and, you know, you take or whatever the case is, no matter how many cars you pass because they're either shitty drivers or not paying attention, you can't win. All right? I learned this the hard way. Anybody with a brain is also just as frustrated as you are and everybody is looking to make some sort of move. So when you think that you're a cut above everyone and that you've reinvented the wheel and you deviate from your original route, guess what? The same fucking traffic is there too, if not worse. And that's what happened to me. I thought I was a smart ass. I thought I was fucking better than everybody else and I'm taking side streets and they're just as busy, if not worse, which is what I ran into with construction. So you know, it's actually, it took me longer to get home than it would have if I just had to shut my mouth and kept banging my head off the steering wheel in fucking 30 degree heat, which was the case. So because it took me 55 minutes to get home, um, when I only worked 20 minutes away, by the way, when I finally did get back to Pickering, um, of course, you guys know where I had to stop, right? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I had to stop at the beer store because not only was I frustrated, but I was extremely thirsty. And because it was also a gorgeous day and, you know, I just, I, I needed some daddy sodas. I don't need excuses. That's what I need. I needed some daddy sodas. So I find my parking spot at the, uh, the little complex there. You know, it's give or take 300 yards away from the, the front door of the, of the magical beer store. And as I'm walking, um, I see these three kids walking towards me, and sure enough, I get approached by these three young lads. They're probably 17, 18 years old at most, and they stop me, and the first words out of their mouth are, excuse me, sir, and before, I, I didn't even let them finish the sentence, um, you know, because I'm a smart ass, so I interrupt them, and I say, look, first off, guys, I'm no sir, and let me guess, 
you guys want me to buy you booze, right? And just as I'm about to finish that off with something noble like, you know what, sorry guys, this I can't do that for you guys, you're underage, something along those lines, which is totally where I was going with it, even though this is something I used to do multiple times a week back in the day when I couldn't buy booze legally, so I know where they're coming from, but as a responsible adult, I decided to take the high road, and I was not going to do this. Um, but before I could even finish my, my thought and get the sentence out of my mouth, um, this kid who was holding a fucking skateboard interrupts me and says, booze? No, man, can you buy us weed? I go, I, I looked at the kid, I go, Fuck, weed, what? And he fucking points over at the a store, and yeah, sure enough, we're almost directly in front of one of those um, uh, weed stores that seemingly are in like every plaza in North America now. They're fucking everywhere. So I looked at the kid in the face, and I just said, I'm like, you know, sorry, dude, man, like, you know what? Weed's not really my thing. I wouldn't even know what to ask for or how to buy it. And, you know, after saying it, all of a sudden, all three of them are just staring at me with, like, these disgusted looks on their faces. And um, the kid who's in the back who hadn't talked yet, he fucking, they turn around, he turns around, he says under his breath, he goes, yeah, it's not rocket science, asshole. And I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, they're walking away, and so, you know, somehow I'm the one who, getting sh who got shoulder tapped by these kids for weed, but apparently... Um, which, you know, was a thing now, apparently, because I didn't even know this was a thing, but now I end up feeling like a fucking dumbass, and I'm not really sure how that happened, I'm not sure, I'm not, the, the whole event was just like, I was like, I was left there in dead silence, I was like, what the fuck just happened? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's a thing, so, I don't know, that was that, I'm, I feel a little bit old, um, I feel a little bit out of the loop, and I'm not gonna lie, I feel just a tad uncool. Not because I don't smoke weed, just because these kids clearly think I was a fucking narc, which is pretty much exactly what they said, right? So, I don't mean, you know, I, I don't smoke pot, I'd be totally lost in there, I, I wouldn't even know what, I, could, I couldn't even roll a joint if you paid me $100, and trust me, I've tried, it's fucking embarrassing, I know nothing about weed, I, I, I maybe smoke pot maybe 20 times in my whole life, I took some edibles once, I'll never do that again, so, that's my fucking weed story, that's my I feel old uh, moment for God, that's got to be for at least all of August. That's going to, that made me feel bad. So, um, let's see, let's see. Oh, I got some bad news to pass along to you, everybody. The Super Big Mac is now gone. So, if you didn't get a chance to try it, um, you know, that it used to be actually the real Big Mac in the 80s and 90s, but now it's, uh, all of a sudden it's a special sandwich. Uh, anyways, you're shit out of luck if you didn't try it, because now it's back to the pathetic little fist-sized fucking Big Mac that they offer us. That seemed pretty pathetic now, but this is where we're at, so it's a good thing I really don't love McDonald's, or I'd really be fucking angry. But I'm not gonna lie, um, you know, I was starving, it was like a Wednesday afternoon, I was coming home from work, and I was fucking really hungry, and next thing I know, I found myself in the stupid drive through ordering fucking from this horrible place. And, you know, sure enough, oh, can I take your order? And I was like, yeah, can I get the, uh, you know, the King Big Mac combo? And then I had some 16-year-old girl correct me and say, you mean the Grand Big Mac? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, man. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter what it's called. You know that no one is ordering the little tiny Big Mac because that would just be fucking stupid. So instead of correcting my grammar and, and the title of that you've bestowed upon this magical sandwich... Um, which is now obsolete sandwich, 
How about you just punch my fucking order in, shut the fuck up, and give me my food? So anyways, I, I can't even lie. I, I, did, I did get the Grand Big Mac. Um, I did enjoy it. It was nice. All right? It was nice. So it is what it is. Um, so it's gone. And uh, now, like I said, now we're stuck with this little fucking 59-cent Big Mac. Whatever. That's what they should be charging, but it's a piece of shit anyway. So there you go, guys. Rest in peace to the Grand Big Mac. And uh, you can now welcome its replacement, which is the Maple Barbecue Quarter Pounder, which sounds just fucking terrible and um also i gotta say i quite disagree with mcdonald's using the term barbecue it's clearly fucking horseshit we all know that you guys cook your food in a drawer and just because you put barbecue sauce on it doesn't mean it was cooked or even remotely even seen a barbecue so fuck off with your barbecue term um, just call it what it is and call it a maple quarter pounder. Just lose the term barbecue. It's horse shit. You're not fooling anybody. Fuck you, McDonald's. God, I'm glad I don't eat there other than breakfast. All right. Let's jump into a couple of quick sports stories, shall we? Or, uh, better yet, let's go with, are you fucking serious sports stories here? Uh, on Friday night, uh, I'm not going to lie. Again, having a couple of daddy sodas sitting in my basement looking for something to watch. I'm flipping through the channels. I'm looking for something to watch, mostly sports, because, you know, that's just kind of what I do. You know, if I can watch UFC or wrestling or baseball or, well, not so much baseball, but um, anyway, I, I mostly watch sports. So I'm flipping through the sports stations, and like I, and all, I, all I could find was baseball, which I, I, I like baseball, but watching baseball is extremely difficult to do without falling asleep. So... You know, I keep flipping and hoping I'm just going to find fucking, uh, fuck, I'll even watch darts at this point, right? But I'm, so I'm looking for something, and I end up stopping on ESPN because I saw the most insane, stupid, yet unbelievable thing being broadcast, and apparently this is now, I don't know if it's officially a sport or they're trying to make it a sport, I'm not really sure where we lie with this, but this was on TV. Um, so just to be clear, the NBA... And the NHL are done for the next four months, so they're off the table. The NFL doesn't come back, thankfully, it's coming back soon, but it doesn't come back for another month. Um, so it's either baseball or, ready, drum roll, please, cow chip throwing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, cow chip throwing. Anybody want to take a guess what cow chip throwing is and why they're throwing them? All right, time's up. I can't give you guys any more time. Cow chips are flattened pieces of cow shit. And these inbred, redneck, fucking hillbilly assholes are throwing flattened cow shit like frisbees to see who can throw it the furthest. I'm not even joking with you guys. I swear to God, you can Google it. It's on TV. It's on ESPN. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like they, It has commentators. It has fans, and of course, according to my research, which I had to do, um, they also have a Michael Jordan of cow shit tossing, and his name is Steve Erner. And Steve Erner is, of course, from Arkansas, big shock, has a beard, big shock, and wears flannel, not shocked at all. He holds the record for throwing cow shit at 81.1 meters, or 266 feet. So look for that on ESPN if you're looking for something to watch. 
So just when I thought I was going to get in a fight with the Frisbee golf community again for fucking with them because I saw another clip over the weekend on Twitter, now I have another place to aim my sights on to attack. And I'm guaranteeing there's probably a cow shit community that's going to fucking attack me. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that because this is going to happen. But if that's not bad enough, so if cow shit throwing isn't bad enough, oh wait, there's more. Um, immediately following cow, sh uh, cow chip tossing was the World Championships of Stone Skipping. I am not even fucking with you at all. This is also on TV. This is a fucking thing. Um, it's the same thing that we used to play in the lake as kids while our parents were getting bombed on the beach. We would just throw stones into the water. Well, now they've made a sport of this too, and it's also on ESPN. And a gentleman by the name of Kurt Steiner, who as of today holds the Guinness World Record for 88 skips with one stone, um, this guy is the Michael Jordan of stone skipping. So now, here's a sport where you absolutely must need instant replay, right? Because I watched the video of this guy do it, and it's, okay, it, it's fucking, it's hard. I know it's hard. I've done it. I couldn't even get close to 88. I think maybe six was my record. So I get it. It's fucking hard. But can you imagine being the judge? So this guy's on the beach or the fucking sand or whatever it is, and he winds up, he's got this really crazy wind-up, and he, he lets it go, and it's skipping through so fast, I, I couldn't even count. I, I, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, 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 nine. Like, how the fuck do you count these any, to go to 88? I, like, so you got to figure there's got to be a, like a drone and some sort of instant replay thing going on. But the bottom line is, oh my God, we are, we are so pathetic as a society. Or are we just so hard up to gamble that we have to watch anything that has anything to do with any kind of physical, I don't know if I want to use the word talent because I'm not really sure it's a talent, but I guess it's a talent. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You guys be the judge. I, I think it's fucking stupid. I can't see how anybody would want to, you know, take part in this sort of thing. Let alone watch it on TV or or TiVo it. Hey, man, did you TiVo the stone skipping championships? Oh, man, you, you just have to kick your own ass, would you not? And this is also, by the way, um, I saw a comment on Instagram by one of our loyal uh, podcast listeners. And she was making fun of uh, speed walking in the Olympics, which I also think is hilarious. It's fucking awesome to watch. It's also not a sport. Um, so, Jennifer, you were totally right. It was. It's funny to watch. It's not a sport. This is absolute bullshit. But I can't wait until somehow uh, cow chip tossing and stone skipping finds its way into the Olympics. Because that's got to be the next logical step. Am I right? I mean, that. I don't know. So, there you go. What's next? Um, you know. World Championships of Pissing Off Your Balcony or Full Contact Potato Sack Racing. I, th these, these fucking rednecks, man. Like, fuck. Anyways, all right, moving on. Um, let's get the, so the social media plugs out of the way before I tell you my little story that I have to tell. So here we go. You know where to find me on Facebook. I am Jake Howell. On Instagram, it is host.enviro.pod. On TikTok, where I just made a TikTok today when I was at Von Mill Shopping Center after I dropped my little one off at Wonderland, where I made an Aerosmith video um, to walking into the bathroom to walk this way. Anyways, it, I thought it was funny. I, I'm a bit of a fucking jerk off, though, so maybe you won't think it's funny, but I posted that, and I don't know. It is what it is. 
On Twitter, you can find me at podcast underscore hostile. And please continue to email me because I quite enjoy reading them. Uh, j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. Don't forget, I'm on Patreon. Most of you already forgotten, but if you don't forget, I am the Hostile Environment Podcast. So feel free to buy me a coffee. Uh, let's see what else. What else, what else do we have here? Oh, um, as far as the guys' social media goes, I know I talk a lot of shit about Facebook and all this stuff, but I'm really trying to get more active on social media. I really am. I promise. Um, you know what, guys? And I had one person email into me and ask me why I, I hate talking to to you guys on social media or providing you guys with content, and that's not the case. Um, it's not that I don't want to interact with you guys because I do. I want tit for tat. In fact, I, I want you guys to, to, when I post stuff, I want you guys to answer me back. We can, we can talk back and forth. You guys don't really do that. I have a few people that do it. Um, you know, Cheryl does it. Um, um, uh, Jim does it. And a few other people do it. My dad obviously gets in there. Um, and I thought we'd have a little bit more interaction, but it's, it, we don't. And it's not because of, on my part, it's you guys. So if you guys want to interact on social media, I'm all for it. But as far as constantly posting, I, ju- I just, I can't fucking do it. I mean, it's just so time consuming and I literally don't have the time to, to have my phone in my hand, uh, you know, all day and, you know, posting random gifs or memes or just stupid shit that pops into my head. I mean, I also feel that by, by posting too much, I'm, I'm, I'm filling your timeline full of shit that you might not want to see too. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like the, the infomercial of podcasts that's just filling up your Facebook page or your Instagram feed with all the same shit over and over and over again. So, you know, I'm cognizant of that as well, but you guys haven't complained about that. So maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting more active. So, so bear with me guys. I'm going to try and get better at this. I'm I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to persevere as my little one would say. So, uh, the story I'm about to tell you came to me on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. And it came to me because like I said earlier in this very podcast, the, that the Don Valley Parkway was shut down all weekend, so I had to find an alternate route to work. Uh, saying that, I also had to drive my wife to work on Saturday. So we're driving down McCowan. I dropped her off. We're driving down McC- I'm driving down McCowan, and I get to Eglinton, and I look to my left, and I see at the very corner of McCowan and Eglinton that one of the greatest buildings in Scarborough, in the history of Scarborough, is gone. It's dust. It's gone. It's 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 off the it's, it's off the earth. So I had to pull over momentarily and kind of kind of collect myself and you know try and keep it together. And um, you know, guys, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, this is where we're at. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time. It is my regret, with deepest sympathy, that I sadly announce that Caddy's, the greatest strip club Scarborough has ever seen, is no longer with us. It has gone to that huge pervert's row in the sky. Rest easy, my friend. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, Caddy's, the strip club that literally kicked me out when I was 21 and banned me for life, is no longer with us. How did I get kicked out? Why was I banned for life? Well, let me tell you. Um, I was 21, like I said. Um, At the time I was 21, 
The only job I had was working part-time at the LCBO. Funny how I'm always talking about alcohol and I worked at the alcohol store. You see how that works, you see? Anyways, I lived in an apartment with my, um, we weren't married then. No, we weren't married. We were just together. But we did have our little one. We had uh, my, my who's um, now 21 or 22. And we lived in an apartment that was literally five minutes away from Caddy's. Um, not to say I would go there a lot because truth be told, I would barely ever go there. Uh, now, let me preface this whole thing before I go any further and say I love strip clubs. All right. I, I, I just love them. Um, all these women with daddy issues, all these women who are trying to put themselves through college by making a few extra bucks, jerking guys off under the table, all the, 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 the waitresses, everything about it. I, I just find the whole thing about strip clubs amazing. Not so much the strip clubs in Toronto. Mostly the strip clubs up in Niagara and Montreal. Those are real strip clubs. Out here, I mean, they're decent. I mean, they, they are what they are. Um, but we used to go to strip clubs, not often, but when we did go, I quite enjoyed myself. I love boobies, so that's where that is. Anyways, moving on. Um, so I, I didn't go all that often. Um, and truth be told, I haven't been to a strip club in, oh God, since, since I went with the hockey team. So we're going back for, it's been, it's been well over 10 years. Anyways, um, so I'm, I'm turning 21 and I'm working with Steve and he said, we're getting off work and he says, Hey man, I want to take you out for a drink for your birthday. Where do you want to go? And I was like, Oh dude, man, I'm, I'm fucking short on cash, dude. You know, I, you know, I, I was working part time and I had a kid, so I didn't have money to be going to strip clubs and stuff like that, or just regular bars. Even I, I literally had no money. So Steve's like, well, let's get a couple of beers from here before well, we were worked with the LCBO. Right. So he goes, let's get a couple of beers from here before we go and we'll have a couple and then we'll go to the strip club. We'll have a few more and you can go home. He goes, it's all on me. It's your birthday. I was like, all right, dude, uh, let's, let's fucking do it. So he probably didn't have to talk me into it all that much, but I was like, all right, let's just do it. So him and I, we drove, we drive over to Caddy's. Um, we, we walk in, we get to perverts row because that, of course, that's the only place you can sit. You have to stay, you have to sit in perverts row. It's the best seat in the house. And for all you guys who don't know what perverts row is, I'm not going to explain it to you. Feel free to Google it. So Steve says, yeah, man, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. So he takes off and you know, three or four minutes later, next thing I know, I'm getting touched on the shoulder by a stripper, which is exactly what happens when you sit in pervert's row because they're always trying to get you for dances and whatever else. Um, and she says, oh, your friend bought you a lap dance for your birthday, so come with me. I was like, all right, well, you know, no harm, no foul. I'm not paying for it. I mean, you can never say no to a lap dance. I, I was never actually a fan of paying for them myself because I feel like you're paying for nothing, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, so, sure enough, I go back to the, to the, uh, the private booth there with this young lady and uh, so we, we walk into this, uh, we walk to the very back and then there's a curtain. So she sits me down on this couch, sits down on a chair, pulls the curtain across. So it's just the two of us. It's, it's you know, it's very private, very sensual. I don't know if sensual is the word I want to use there. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. And um, yeah, she begins her little dance. You know, so she does her business and she dances and, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. There was no touching or anything like that. It was just a dance. So the, the song ends and now she's starting to get dressed again. And I don't know, maybe she looked at my face because I wasn't all that interested in the first place. She wasn't exactly uh, the most attractive lady that I, w I wouldn't have picked her as a dance. But I mean, Steve bought her, so I couldn't say no. But maybe she looked at my face and she knew I wasn't all that interested. Or maybe it was because she was a shitty dancer. I, I don't know. But she she looked at me and she says, oh, you, you know, you didn't like my dance? You want more? And then she sits down in the chair and she puts her legs up on the armrests of the chair that she was sitting that she's sitting on, and she takes off her bottoms again, 
And then all of a sudden she begins to touch herself. Um, and, and she's looking at me and she's, we're having a conversation now. She's like, oh, you like what you see? And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't mind what I see. Uh, but I, I felt the need at that point to say something along the lines of, you know, like, hey, man, like I'm broke. I've only got 40 bucks in my pocket. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to buy it from you. I'm not, I'm not giving you money for dances. And uh, she says something along the lines of, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it was something along the lines of, well, it is your birthday, so, you know, sit down and relax, or sit back and relax. Okay, so I sit back and I relax, and she starts rubbing her boobs, and she starts really rubbing her no-no place, and you know, she's rubbing everything, pretty much, and she's having a great fucking time, and the song ends, and she stops, and she stares at me, and I was like, okay, well, so we're done here, so I go to get up. And she takes her feet and she pushes me back down into the couch, and she says, uh, you know, again paraphrasing, you know, you know, who said we were done and who said you could leave? I was oh, okay. So another song boots up, and sure enough, she starts rubbing herself again. And you know, okay, she starts doing her thing. So she's going to town on herself, and um, yeah, like. You know, I, I'm like pretty much. I, I don't know what to do, right? So I'm I'm kind of confused on what, what's very going, what, what's really going on. I mean, it's all very entertaining, but now I've already seen this movie because she did it in the previous song, so not much is changing here. So I'm, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm I'm a little bored, and I'm also slightly uncomfortable with what's going on. So finally, the second song ends, and again I go to get up, and she says, "I didn't say I was done. Buy me a drink." Okay. Um, you know, in my opinion, you know, you've earned it. You know, for what for the show you're putting on, the least I can do is buy you a drink. So she peels back the curtain, she waves over the waitress, she orders herself a drink and myself a beer. Waitress comes over, drops the shit on the table. As soon as she drops it on the table, stripper closes the curtain again, and as soon as the song begins, all of a sudden, boom, it the, it's masturbation time again, and she starts going to town on herself again. But now she is on a mission to finish. Uh, she's on a mission to finish herself off, and she's going fast and furious. Not like the movies that are shit, but she's going fast and furious. And sure enough, she starts flopping around on the chair, and she starts really moaning and screaming and shrieking. And then, boom, just like that, she does a little shake, and she's done. Whether or not she really came or not, I don't know, nor do I really care. All I know is she really put on a show. Keep in mind, uh, I'm fully clothed. Uh, I'm just sitting there with my hands on my lap, probably trying not to get a, to try not to show that I've got wood. And I'm not all that interested, but, you know, I am aroused, I'm not going to lie. Um, and, and I'm watching the stripper literally just jerk herself off into completion. So she's finally done. And she starts. She sits back down in the chair. She gets her bikini bottoms on. She's putting her bikini bottoms back on and her top on. And she leans over to me and she says, "Happy birthday! Thanks for the drink. You owe me two hundred dollars." And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I, I leaned back in the couch and I said, "I said two hundred dollars. I said, Are you fucking high?" I said, "You know, it was three songs. First of all, it's not like you touched me or anything like that." I sit here while you finger yourself for like 10 minutes and I'm not fucking paying for this shit. So she, you know, she, she's, she stares at me and she replies with, oh, you think it's free to watch me pleasure myself? 
And then I said, bitch, I told you I was broke before you started doing this shit. So put your shit on. Put your fucking bikini on. Um, thanks for the one-woman show. I'm not fucking paying you because I've got no money to begin with. And I try to leave. So she grabs me by the arm before I can open the curtain. And she says something like, um, oh, just go to the ATM and grab me some more money. I said, look, I'm 21 years old. I have a wife and a kid. I could go to 20 ATMs and I still couldn't give you $200 because I don't fucking have $200. I'm fucking broke. So she makes this fucking angry face, kind of disgusted, kind of like the kids who asked me to buy their weed. And she leans in like she's going to whisper something into my ear and I'm thinking she's going to apologize or, or you know, something along those lines. And maybe it was a misunderstanding, no harm, no foul, don't let it happen again, something like that. That's kind of what I was thinking. And I go to lean in to talk to her and when I do, this crazy junkie whore rips my silver chain right off my neck and then runs to the back of the strip club. I didn't know what to do. I, I was so frozen in time. Over, I was like, this fucking stripper just robbed me. So I'm blown away, but I'm also pretty fucking angry now. So I take, I, 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 I chase her and I got right back to the strip club and a couple of feet behind her and as I do, she runs through a curtain and then I hear a door slam and then I hear a door lock and I peel the curtain back and sure enough, it says employees only and something like that and I, I can't get in. So I just start fucking reefing on the door. I'm kicking the door. I'm punching the door. I'm fucking mad. Steve sees what's going on. Steve runs over to me and Steve's like, Wait, what's going on? I was like, this fucking stripper just stole my chain, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm talking to Steve, now a bouncer comes over. And it was like a fucking Tuesday night or something like that. So it was not packed by any means. There was only one bouncer and one guy working at the door and a bartender and a couple of waitresses. So uh, Steve goes, well, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm getting my goddamn chain. So I'm kicking the door. Now Steve starts kicking the door too. And as we're doing this, the security guard comes over, the bouncer, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, dude, your fucking stripper just fucking jacked my chain, man. Like, this is bullshit. And I go to kick the door again and he fucking grabs me. And he starts fucking ragdolling me. And uh, just before he could, like, I think either fucking punch me out or fucking whatever the case was, Steve fucking just labels this fucking guy. Like, I'm talking, like, just smokes the guy. And he goes down. And he goes down, and then I see the guy at the fucking front door. So whenever the strip club opened, you see the door open, and the light shines in, and, you know, it's like all, it's, it's kind of like a, like vampires, like <laughs> all these fucking pedophiles and perverts close their trench coats, whatever. So anyway, I, I see the light and I know someone else is coming. And sure enough, as he's coming, um, I was like, well, Steve's fucking fighting this guy. So now I start fighting with this guy. So we're wrestling around. Um, it was more of a wrestling match than anything else. And we're, this is all going on. The music stops. The lights go on now. Um, Steve fucking has this guy down. Um, and we're both 21 years old, but both Steve and I could handle ourselves. Steve was actually really fucking strong. I don't know how, what a, what a, what quality of fighter he was. I'm more of a good fighter than a strong fighter. So, or sorry, I'm 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 more a good fighter than a strong guy. So I just know what I'm doing. Steve was stupid strong. So Steve's got this guy down. I'm wrestling around this other guy. Next thing I know, we stand up. We're wrestling around. We're going on. We're we're wrestling on the bar now. All this shit smashing all over the place. Um, uh, um, I don't know if I kicked the bouncer or he kicked me either way we break up and as we're running towards each other, we're knocking over more tables and we're making a big, huge mess. We're breaking a whole bunch of stuff. 
he threw a bottle at me. We're kicking chairs. Da, da, da. He was, it, the four of us are in this huge brawl. And all of a sudden you hear this fucking little greasy fucker. He comes out from the DJ booth. Stop, 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 stop. Or he says the bouncer's name. So everyone stops fighting. Everything's calm. Everyone's standing there. Uh, the guy comes over to me. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I tell him, I was like, the fucking bitch stole my chain. She's behind that fucking door. I'm getting behind that door. You know, it's going to kill me. I'm going to fucking get behind that door. He says, okay, just shut the fuck up. Calm down. He goes behind the door, opens it, locks it with a key, goes behind the door, talks to the stripper. He comes back out with my chain. He says, you know, did she put a show on for you? And I tried to explain it, but I mean, fucking either I was drunk or I, I was all hyped up in the fight. And I was screaming. And anyways, it was, it was about to pop off again. And the guy just said, you know what? Here's your fucking chain. Get the fuck out. You can never come back here. You're both barred for life from caddies. People started to clap when they heard that because I guess we're the bad guys. So me and Steve walked out like we were the fucking champions of the world. Um, and I was permanently barred from caddies. So I was 21 when that happened. And I'm 42 now. And it just got demolished last week. So yes, I hadn't been there in 15 years. So maybe I overhyped it with it was the greatest building in the history of Scarborough because clearly if I wasn't there for 15 years because there's probably no they no way they would have remembered who I was. But I didn't want to take the chance. I don't want to be embarrassed. I mean, I'm too old for that shit. So that was it, man. I was barred from caddies for life. And unfortunately, that was probably one of the last times I ever went to a strip club except when I was with the hockey team. Oh, no. And I went for a stag in Niagara, too. So my, my time frames are kind of off because, ah, fuck, it's, everything's been so long. I, I'd have to really sit down and kind of work out all my time frames. But that's it, guys. So there you go. Another fucking story of Jay. And, you know, I mean, not many people can say they got in a huge bar fight with balancers at a strip club or robbed by a stripper or had a stripper perform uh, a masturbation show for you and then you didn't pay for it and, you know, you get the picture. So, again, just another fucking day in my life back in the day and another reason why I th felt the need to tell you guys this sort of shit is because this shit doesn't happen to a lot of people and uh, I have plenty more stories and there's plenty more stories coming including my 50th episode which I'm going to tell you a fucking fantastic story. Uh, so that is coming, so stay tuned for that. But until then... I will talk to you guys on Thursday because I have to say goodbye or in the words of the Hostile Environment Podcast, I have to say bye for now.